Najee Harris, Alabama star running back for the past two years, will hear his name read from the podium of the NFL draft on April 29th or 30th. Celebration and excitement from sports fans throughout the Bay Area is sure to follow, and likely already has if you're listening after the 30th. That's because Harris, in addition to being one of the most prolific high school running backs in NorCal history during his four years at Antioch, was also one of the most genuine and selfless. Teammates loved him. Opponents and rivals admired him. Nobody could stop him. Despite a childhood filled with hardships that included several moves and homeless shelters, Harris and his family found firm footing in Antioch, and he made the most of it. He was named CalHighSports.com's Mr. State Football as a junior. He was the number one recruit in the country his senior year as some of the most famous collegiate coaches in the nation made Antioch a frequent stop. Harris chose Alabama and spent his first two years in backup duty before becoming the feature back as a junior. As a senior, he led the Crimson Tide to a national championship as the nation's leading scorer. He had three touchdowns in the title game. For this episode, we spoke to Najee's offensive coordinator at Antioch, a former Panthers teammate, a current San Jose State linebacker who lined up against him for three years in high school, his personal trainer of nine years, and CalHighSports.com editor and state prep sports historian Mark Tess. What will it mean when the name Najee Harris is announced at the NFL Draft? These guys have some thoughts. Their stories and memories might just make you a fan too. This is Sports Stories. This week, we'll start with a story of my own. While he technically began his varsity career as a freshman, Najee Harris truly burst onto the Bay Area and Northern California scene as a sophomore. I saw Antioch's season opener that year as he rushed for 279 yards and four TDs to upset Aquilani's of Lafayette, 30-28. And for the next three years, Harris probably became one of the top three athletes Sports Stars Magazine has covered over its 11 years. In early August of 2016, prior to Najee's senior season, I began work on a cover story about Harris for our annual NorCal football preview. I conducted multiple interviews with him and attended a lengthy photo shoot. When he showed up for the photo shoot, he was without any of his gear. He'd walked to campus from a nearby apartment, so I offered to give him a ride back to grab his stuff. It was a short drive, and for most of it, I was the one being interviewed. Harris wanted to take the time to know about me, my job, and my family. It's the type of person he was. Even when everything was about him, he made it about others. One of my favorite quotes about him came from legendary Foothill Pleasanton coach Matt Sweeney after his Falcons defeated Harris and the Panthers 55-54 in an epic playoff game that you'll hear more about later in this podcast. This is what Sweeney said, quote, The thing I like most about him is that he's 100% committed to Antioch football. Players like him can get caught up looking ahead to bigger things, but he's giving every ounce of his effort to this team, and I think that's awesome. End quote. Antioch coaches and players likely didn't know that was the type of player they were getting when they called him up from the JV team in October of his freshman year, but the talent was unquestioned. Antioch offensive coordinator Brett Dudley shares his memories of that time, followed by former Panthers standout linebacker and fullback Kobe Beltram. Beltram who just finished his playing career at Eastern Michigan, was one year ahead of Harris, and the two became good friends. When we saw him, I mean, tall, great frame. He was on the skinnier side his freshman year, 
um, really started to fill out after that. Um, and but yeah, you saw like the immediate like, wow, th- this kid's pretty good. Uh, he played a couple games of JV, and again, if you when you see him, you know, in helmet and shoulder pads, and he's playing JV football, and he's bigger than everyone else in the field. It's like, man, that kid, you know, pretty good. So we actually pulled him up originally um, to play defense for us. He started on defense before he did on offense. Um, just cause at, at a, he's basically played like an outside linebacker spot for us. Um, so for they, it was, it was a little easier just to throw him out there and just go get the ball, go tackle the guy with the ball. And he was an immediate contributor. He'd have 10 tackles a game. He blocked a punt, his first varsity game. We played heritage. Um, he blocked a punt in it just off of ability and just going forward and, you know, went there and, um, and then as the couple weeks went on. Uh, we started to work him in more on offense. You know, he kind of learned the playbook, got more reps in practice. And, you know, everyone knows kind of like the coming out story for him. His freshman year, we're playing freedom at home. Uh, Joe Mixon is, you know, number one back in the nation. Um, so it was kind of those two going head to head. And I believe Najee outrushed him. Um, we lost in overtime, but that was Najee's first touchdown run. He had his first 100-yard game. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of him starting to separate himself of like, okay, he's not just like a big kind of promising freshman. He's, you know, truly, truly special. So my first time seeing Najee, I was a sophomore. Obviously, he was a freshman. And um, I believe the week he got pulled up, we played Freedom. And as he got pulled up, I was like, well, he's got a good size on him. And obviously, being young, I was like, well, let's see if he has the experience. I was young, too. So, I mean, we're just both just kids, basically kids at the time. I was probably, what, 15, 16 years old. He was probably the same age. And, like, just being on varsity, I'm sure it was – a big deal for both of us and he was the starting linebacker next to me for that game against freedom um I don't know if he had much impact on offense he got some carries he was doing real well but I do remember one play he tackled Joe Mix on the sideline made a fumble and then from there like he just kept being real explosive kept making plays and I was like all right this kid has a lot of potential and just as I got to know him and the more I was around him like he kept showing more flashes and flashes of like his true athletic ability and then as we got older it's that's when like he just let it all out and he was a star that we all thought he could be. For three full varsity seasons, Harris seemed committed to outdoing himself with every game. Getting folks to decide on what his definitive performance was isn't easy. Belcham and then Dudley offer some of their thoughts. I don't know. Every game was the Najee show. I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> uh, we played Milpitas. He had three carries and three touchdowns in the first quarter. And he was done. Um, uh, Pre-game, they're yelling overrated. They shut, he shut that out really quick. Pittsburgh, I mean, he just he carried the team so well, but we had Ryan as well. Foothill, like, I don't know, Liberty, that, that crazy run where he broke literally every single tackle on defense. and just It's just so hard to choose an exact game, but it either has to be Pittsburgh or Foothill where it was just give the ball to Najee, get him a few blocks, get him one-on-one with the secondary, and he's going to score. I would say number one would be Milpitas game his junior year um just that's the best game I've ever seen anyone have he had 300 I think it was like 360 yards rushing he had over 100 yards receiving he had I think four rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns something like that against Milpitas and uh that that Milpitas team was good it was a really loaded team yeah that that was a really good team and we beat them I think the final score was like 42-28, and like I said, I think Najee had all six touchdowns. Um, but yeah, it was just it, it was just an incredible game. 
him. I mean, some of the runs he had that he popped for big gains, because um, he really didn't. It sounds like a lot of numbers, but we really didn't run that many plays the whole game. It was just he happened to pop these home runs. He had a couple touchdown runs that were like 50 yards plus. He had probably like a 20 or 30 yard fade because we used to we used to bunch everything in and then we'd split him out by himself. And we'd do it, we'd motion him out late to usually try to get like a linebacker or safety on him. So we threw a jump ball to him um, that he caught. And then the, the most amazing play, uh, it was like a 90 yard screen pass we threw to him. We'd, we'd run a little, we'd play fake it to him and we'd, we ran a lot of bootlegs. So we'd, you know, fake left and roll right. And then we had this kind of throwback screen that we put in for him. So we faked it to him, rolled, we threw it back to him and the ball might've touched the ground. Uh, it was definitely extremely low, but again, he's such a freak athlete. He's able to just bend over and the super long arm is able to scoop it off the, you know, off the air, but kind of off the ground. So a couple of Mopitas kids hesitated for just a split second and he just went with it. We had a couple decent blocks down the sideline and then he shook about 10 out of the 11 tacklers going down the sideline. A couple of receivers busted their butts to, you know, get across the field and kind of escort him and help him out. And it was just this amazing play where you're just stuck. Everyone in the stadium probably has their jaw on the floor watching as he meanders 90 yards down the field and just looking at the Mopitas kids. And again, that was a loaded team. They're just looking at like, what, what the heck are we going to do? There's nothing else we can do. That Milpitas game that both mentioned saw Najee rush for 396 yards and three touchdowns, while also catching two passes for 94 yards and two more scores. Kyle Harmon, who just wrapped up his junior season with San Jose State, graduated the same year as Harris and was part of some very good Freedom High School teams. In fact, Harmon's Falcons and Pittsburgh High were the only Bay Valley Athletic League teams to defeat Najee more than once during his three full varsity seasons. It wasn't easy, though. Najee's a really strong, he's a really strong runner. Um, he, he definitely keeps his legs moving. That's one thing about him. And um, he knows how to keep him turning. He doesn't stop on contact. Uh, he definitely embraces it. Um, he can make you miss. He can, he can he make you miss an open field, make you miss inside the hole. Um, he has good vision. Um, super strong legs, I would say. Really, really strong legs. Um, he's patient, uh, the way he runs, um, and they, they gave him the ball, but, uh, boatload to Antioch, say the least, really, <laughs> but, uh, he didn't, he didn't turn none of it down either. Uh, he, he didn't turn it down. Uh, he's a workhorse. Um, but yeah, from just, I know I had, I had a few solo tackles on him. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, but, um. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah. – one thing I would say I remember him is just how strong of a runner he is and how strong his legs are. That's just one thing about him, man. He he wants to go 100 miles an hour like 100 times, man. Like he, he doesn't matter if it's in the first quarter, you know, fourth quarter, um, playing receiver. I know he lined up that receiver sometimes his junior year. Um he just he loved to compete and he, he never, you know, from what I from what I hear, he always was on board with his coach's game plan. He always was um, you know, was open to doing new things for the team. He played defense for them. Um he did it all, man, and just uh he, he a really great person as well. Calhighsports.com's Mark Tennis 
has been the state's high school sports record keeper and historian for close to four decades, first helping with and then continuing the work of his uncle Nelson Tennis. Based in Stockton, he was able to see more than a handful of Najee's games, and there's likely no better individual to help place Harris's high school career in a historical context. He also shares his thoughts on the game he remembers most from Najee's career, the Foothill playoff game I referenced at the top of the episode. That's followed by Dudley tacking on some thoughts about that game as well. His uh, athleticism, his power, his very uh, impressive physically, his size and speed. Um, you know, I think that the backs the, you probably compare him to the most, uh, who the most two of the most famous backs in NorCal history would be Maurice Jones-Drew from De La Salle and Marshawn Lynch from Oakland Tech. Um, we all saw uh, MJD a lot of times in high school. And as a high school running back, Najee was far more advanced, far more physically developed, far more uh, impressive as a high school running back than, than Maurice uh, was at De La Salle, as good as he was at De La Salle. Um, uh, Marshawn was, you know, I was, I didn't see him playing it for Oakland Tech, but he was at the uh, Nike camp at Stanford coming into his senior year, and he was MVP of the running backs. He was fabulous. Um, and then he had a really good senior season, and he's been a, could be a Hall of Famer uh, in the NFL. I uh, had a phenomenal, an outstanding uh, pro career. Uh, and But in high school, Najee was better than him, um, just more physically developed and, and powerful and, and faster. Uh, Marshawn got a lot better and powerful, more powerful later on. Um, so, I mean, those would be the, the backs you'd compare them to, uh, I would say, the most. And, and those are two of the best we've ever had from California, period. Uh, well, he was in... Uh, you probably were there. It's one of the best games I've ever seen, period, whether it involved him or not. It was the Foothill game uh, his junior year, and they lost in overtime by one point. I think it was, what, 52-51, and is, they're both in the 50s, and he got stopped a few inches short of possibly winning the game, and I'm sure that game sticks in his mind and will for the rest of his life because he only needed a couple more inches and they would have won the game. So he's going to remember that play, that carry. I got to get you to get every little inch off every little carry because that one was huge. And that was such a great game. Foothill played great. Um, Najee played great. And he, even though he lost, it still was a, as a performance uh, that helped him get to be Mr. Football as, as a junior, which is quite, quite remarkable. Yeah, that game still haunts me. That was probably my biggest regret of a play call ever was the two-point conversion that failed. I had a very good rationale for what we ran. That was probably the one time that I didn't listen to Najee on the two-point conversion. He had a play in mind. Um, it was basically like a wedge play straight up the middle. Everyone just blocks inside. And we loved that play for like third and one and fourth and one. But from three yards out, it's a little tough for like, all you really need is just one guy to trip and kind of muddy it up. And so he was like, what about that? And I was like, ah, I, I went, you know, I don't know from three yards out. And we talked about it for a second. And then I, like I said, I ended up going with a, a power play. And like I said, I felt good about it. It was kind of the look we wanted, but 
we didn't block very well one play. They stopped us an inch short, and, you know, it's it definitely haunting. I, I would have loved to see what that team could have done um, the next week against De La Salle. I mean, we got to play De La Salle the, the following year, but um, top to bottom, the team was just a little bit better Najee's junior year than it was his senior year. So it would have been fun to see that team in the championship. But, yeah, that's my uh, number one regret. Haunts me. Haunts me constantly. No, I Once a month, I just wake up screaming thinking about that game yeah before we continue with the rest of this episode here's a few words from our podcast partner the california army national guard in the army national guard my part-time service lets me serve close to home keep a full-time job and earn money for school i really can have it all in the army national guard visit nationalguard.com to find out more after so many early struggles in his youth Harris was determined to make the most of the opportunity he had with football. That meant a work ethic and training regimen that would have likely been damaging to another athlete with less physical gifts. First off will be Dudley, followed by Marcus Malou. The owner of Malou Fitness in Antioch began working with Harris as a freshman and has continued to work with him ever since. Beltram also remembers Najee's dedication, followed by Harmon, who trained with Malou during those years as well. You got to start with the pure ability, um, you know, he's a top 1% of top 1% of of the world, you know, but people don't understand how hard Najee works, how much he loves to train. Um, The hardest working human being I've ever seen in my life. And that's, you know, beyond football, you know, it's easy to see the YouTube highlights or him, you know, run for a couple hundred yards or something like that. And just think, Oh, he's just this great athlete. He he works extremely hard at truly everything he does. Um, busted his butt in high school to have the grades to not only graduate high school, but to go to college, get accepted by a bunch of schools and qualify for NCAA, uh, did all that. But he also graduated a semester early, um, which is in, in incredible, uh, especially, you know, with the educational background Najee had growing up, you know, he'd be the first to tell you he did not do well in school growing up as a kid. Um, he's talked in numerous interviews about, you know, getting some fights when he was younger and just, you know, just not being a great kid, but worked extremely hard. I mean, a typical day for him. I mean, I don't even know how the kids slept. I mean, getting up super early, training before school, going to school all day long, training after school, football practice, still finding time to, you know, get hours of study hall in, um, you know, to, to keep his grades up. I mean, we kind of shifted our practice schedule uh, essentially around his, his uh, study hall slash tutoring schedule. Um, we would practice at, at, at night uh, very frequently uh, his junior and senior year to make sure that, you know, he was getting the study hall time that he needed. He had some phenomenal teachers that put a lot of extra time in with him um, so he would be successful. Um, but again, he, he's the one that had the pencil in his hand. Um, he really worked super hard. Um, and again, with the, the, the working out thing, I mean, if anything, we were probably trying to ask him to do less, honestly, like we, you know, normally every other kid in the world that you coach, you know, you're trying to get them to do more stuff with him. We all probably were trying to talk him into doing less because he was, you know, I'm this, the summer before his junior year, the summer leading up to his senior year, you know, you don't have to be in school all day long. He would literally go to our school like six in the morning, work out for a couple hours by himself. He'd go with Marcus and train at his gym and he'd still lift weights with the football team when we practice in the afternoon and do football practice. It was like, dude, how, are, how is your body holding up, let alone getting better? You can't even do it justice when you say that, you know, because there's a lot of people that talk about work ethic, right? But there's like something where it's just work ethic 
mixed in with passion and hunger and hardship and and so it, it's just a different it's a different work ethic you know and that's why i think it shows because he's been going at it for the longest time you know eight nine years going yeah, yeah. so uh yeah i mean there have been t- times where you know we had to argue or you know rest up you know and so you can't really tell a kid to rest up when you know <laughs> yeah. you tell other kids Start working, right? And you got to tell one, like, hey, don't work too much. Um, starting off, I seen him at 4 o'clock in the morning. Then he would do his own stuff at school. Then he would do his own stuff, like, just his own stuff at at night, in the evening. I mean, he, he would go back to the field maybe twice a day after practice. He'll go back later on at around 10 or 11, you know, and, and just do his stuff in the dark. And, um, you know, it's just, I remember the one day it was like, he literally had like five workouts, five workouts, you know, like five workouts. And, you know, you're not even getting paid to do that yet, you know. So, yeah, that's a typical day for him. It's uh, it's it's all of that passion, work ethic, hunger, um, hurt. You know, it's just a mixture of everything that 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 made him unique on his work ethic. Besides his God given ability, like he just woke up and was better than anybody that I've ever been around. But his work ethic was second to none. Like I would, I would want to be around him so much just to try and match his work ethic and just seeing what he did day in and day out, how much time he put into it, all the effort. Just it was it was insane to like know what he did. There's just a lot of stuff people don't know what he did. We're sneaking to gyms. Well, he kind of opened up about recently. He used to sneak into gyms with our trainer. He would go on the field by himself, hopping gates. Like he would do whatever he had to do to make himself better. And just the the way he approached his work was he had a vision, he was going to make it happen, and no one was going to stop him. Yeah, I've known Najee um, just even when we were freshmen training with Marcus and Malou Fitness. I've, you know, I've also trained there um, just, just as long as Najee has. And he, he always, he's always been a competitor. He always, you know, wants to compete in the weight room. He, he always wants to do the extra, go the extra mile. Marcus would have his set time for the guys, and Martin and Najee would be there before or after, just during, like, he wants to, he wants to, you know, I work everybody and, you know, that's definitely what he does. You know, I, I do like to compete with him as well when we work out. Um, you know, Marcus, Marcus tried to tell him to slow down and stuff. Uh, so, you know, I definitely like to listen to that as well. I don't want to, you know, I like to work hard, but I do know that it's, uh, you got to limit yourself sometimes. I mean, I know sometimes when we'd hang out um, off the field, just, you know, in the off season or whatever, he'd always be, uh, at the field working like um like he 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 wanted every everything to be good man he wanted to you know whether it's nutrition you know like sometimes we'd be you know snacking he liked to be eating like oranges and like apples and fruits and bananas and just you know just the small things like his diet as well work ethic is only one of harris's defining characteristics his selflessness and light-hearted goofy personality is also brought up often by others Here's Dudley, Harmon, and Beltram, all remembering that side of him. I, I try to tell everybody, as good as you think he is as a football player or an athlete, he is an even better person. He's probably the best person I've ever seen or been around. Again, just as a human being, the character he has, how hardworking, how hardworking he is, how much he just wants to give back to others. Um, but it, it's been great to see. 
you know, I know the first couple of years were a little tough for him, a little frustrating, not getting to play so much. And then junior and senior year, you know, kind of getting to be the bell cow back that he's always wanted to be there. Um, it was great to see, uh, great to see the national media start to realize how good he is. Um, Cause again, it's something that everyone from our area we've known since the beginning. I mean, it's no disrespect to the other backs that Bama's had. You ask, you know, anyone from Antioch, they're going to tell you Najee should have been starting there his freshman year. He's way better than Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs and whoever else was there. Um, but that's, you know, not how it works there. They got to get their guys to the NFL. So it is what it is. But again, just happy that the rest of the world has gotten to see over the last couple of years, just how truly special he is. Um, Cause it's something that we've already known, you know? Um, the other thing that I think is great is Najee has such a great personality he's shy and private but he also has this kind of just goofball loves to have fun uh side to his personality as well and as he's done especially since the season's ended and he's gotten ready for the draft I mean he's on I'm looking at YouTube and he's on a different interview you know every day somewhere you know a podcast you know he's been on Adam Schefter and Pat McAfee and he was just on this thing with Nate Burleson uh yesterday um and you're starting to see that personality, that playful, fun personality kind of be, be more apparent, which is, which is cool to see. He's a team player for sure. He's definitely a team player. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I can remember from him is just, you know, obviously he's the number one recruit in the country, but he loves his, his guys on the team. He takes great pride in being an Antioch Panther. Um, he, he wants those guys, you know, to get out as well. He wants those guys to get, you know, their, their looks from colleges, um, he, he definitely is a, a complete guy all around. And, you know, it's obviously you can't say enough good things about him. You know, having Najee on the team, you're up by 45 in the first half. So <laughs> whenever he came out and, like, he was his shoulder pads were off and his helmet was off, like, he was always cheering with other guys. Like, when the other other guys got in, that third string and fourth string backs, he was always hyping them up. He was jumping around the sideline, running down the sideline. People were making plays. That's just who he was. And then, obviously, post-game when, you know, all the stress is off, the we already got the W. We're all joking around. He's just being a funny guy. Um, but, yeah, that's just – naturally, that's who he was. When he wasn't on the field making plays, he was his normal self, having fun, lightening up the mood, making everyone happy. What his mindset was about recruiting throughout high school was not for himself, but bringing exposure to everyone around him. And that's, like, one of the biggest takeaways I have from Najee is that he brought a huge spotlight to Antioch High School. Like, prior to Najee, I've never heard of anyone even talking to Division One coaches. And then once he came, like – now we're getting kids almost every year getting scholarships about like he really brought so much attention to Antioch and even the whole league in our area just um, to help with recruiting and show that this area has a lot of talent. Tennis got to see a lot of that personality as well and was happy to see it wasn't hardened over the last four years. Malou follows with the same sentiment and Beltram adds a few memories of last with Najee. Um, we got to know him a little bit more than just about anybody for a couple reasons. One, I saw, you know, Antioch really isn't that far away from Stockton, just going across the Delta. And I remember a couple of games I saw him play, and it's just very playful, fun to, de to deal with. Um, not a, uh, you know, just a gentle, a gentle kid in a lot of ways, so fierce on the field, but very gentle and very playful and funny and, and, uh, interacted well with all the other kids on his team, a, a really good teammate. One game I remember at the end, uh, you know, he wasn't the star player of the game. I, I forget. I think it was, it was a, it was, it was a Rancho Quitati or somebody like that. And 
I, I made a comment, well, he asked if I needed to speak to him. I said, no, I didn't speak to your buddy over here. And he was laughing and yeah, no, that's a good thing. You should go speak to him. He was a star tonight, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then he would, he would go to the, uh, uh, the Nike events and, and, and you know, I don't, I don't work for student sports anymore, but, but the Nike events and student sports uh, are still huge in football and it brings out everybody. And Najee went to all of them. And he went, even when he was done, he went, he went to uh, a Nike event and, and everyone, you know, got to say hello and how you doing at Alabama. I mean, it was that kind of thing. And he had, I think he had a, a son with him or a, or a little kid with him. Maybe he's babysitting. I don't know, but there was a shirt that he left behind. I went and grabbed it for him. And, you know, there was a lot of interactions with him, maybe more than a lot of other kids that I've, I've had, that I've gotten to know in the last few years, you know, calling him for Mr. Football. He kind of joked around, what, what is this for? You know, and he, he, he knew what it was for. Um, and he joked around. He's, you know, very jokey, very fun personality. And I, my advice to him is, I hope you don't lose that because you're going to go to a place that's very serious about football. And it's going to be, you know, a factory and you're going to deal with all these reporters all the time. And hopefully you can kind of maintain your personality. And it seems like he has, you know, from the stuff that I've seen interviews, it seems like he has maintained, you know, what we all liked about him, uh, the qualities he had as a kid. Now as a young man, um, he's maintained those despite the, you know, being in, in now in the, in the biggest fishbowl you can be in. He's still humble, still goofy still still the same you know um, I think a lot of people go through a lot of hardships like hardships hardships to where you know um, as you start to grow and be successful I think that's your that's your roots it's how to keep you humble is remembering that you came from nothing and that's that's what I love about it that he's still the same kid when he comes in here I mean was it on Saturday he came in and he was like man I need to change the mood of this this gym and I'm like okay I'm like, no music, no cussing, okay? He goes, man. And he put on uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> and he starts dancing, and he had his media group from overtime that was just like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, welcome to his world. Like, this is, this is him, you know? And everybody that was in the gym, my clients, uh, members, they were like, that's what he listens to? I'm like, yes, that's what he listens to. <laughs> You know, threw everybody off and dancing while he's at it. He goes, yeah, you can dance to this. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's he's still the same kid, you know. Outside of football, we, me, Dudley, Coach Lushido, and Najee went to a football camp. I believe it was in either, I think it was the one with LA, UCLA, and USC. And I think we went to the Denny's, and we're all just chilling. We're all ordering our food. It gets Najee, and Najee looks at the waitress, and he goes, he <laughs> He just mumbles his words like, can I get a big broom burger? And the waitress is like, excuse me? And he's like, big broom burger? And she's like, a what? And I'm just cracking up. Dudley's laughing. Lucio is trying to like keep it serious. And he's mumbling the whole time. And then finally, he's just like, can I get a bacon bourbon burger? And she's like, oh, okay. okay. And she finally writes it down. <laughs> and that was, just, that was just him normal. Like he was always just a fun guy outside of football. Like any of his friends outside of football know Najee as like Najee, not a football player. Um, Another story I have, we were in Dudley's classroom. It was me, my girlfriend, and him. 
and Najee wanted like five dollars. My girlfriend was like, "Yeah, I got you real quick," and gave him five dollars like it was nothing. Five minutes later, he, uh, I think she asked him about the money. She's like, "Oh, I already lost it." Within the five minutes of him getting that money, he just lost it right away. And then my girlfriend was like, "What do you mean you lost the money?" Like, <laughs> one thing all five of our storytellers agreed upon is that Najee's trajectory and path to the NFL draft stage was no surprise. His progression to me has been very, uh, very, uh, what's the word, um, strategic, almost from from the very beginning. Um, I remember watching him play, and he had a personal trainer with him on the sidelines, at least I, one game I know he did, and that was his junior year. And I think even back then, he knew, as all running backs know, you only have a finite number of carries in your body. And you want to be paid for as many of those carries as possible. You don't want to be carrying the ball 800 times in high school and 400 times in college. You don't want that. You want to save as many carries for your body for the, for the NFL as possible. And I believe that, that, that Najee knew that even back then in high school, they were counting carries. There were games he was taken out. I know they were, those coaches were cognizant of how many carries he had. And he picked the school, Alabama, where it was going to be, well, you're going to be in line behind all these other guys. And that's okay because you're not going to get as many carries in college as if you go to Michigan, where they might give you the ball 200 times as a freshman because Jim Harbaugh needs to win a lot of games. Um, and I think that was a strategic, smart decision to go to Alabama because it did cut down on the number of carries he got in college. And I think he is going to get a decent amount of carries in the NFL and get paid for them. Um, and hopefully he'll be a, a kind of a premier back on, on a good team. And, and, and I, I hope he can, because he runs so well between the tackles um, and he can catch the ball. We all saw that for Alabama this season, how he became such a good pass catcher. Um, so his progression has been uh, very smart. Uh, I think very uh, strategic. And I think his, he's, he's on the right track. I just, the only thing I think about him is he was so physically great as a high school player that how much better is he going to get, you know, quicker, faster, stronger. He's not going to be a late bloomer, you know, like we've seen some of these guys get so much better when they, when they get in the NFL or later in their careers, because physically they just get bigger and stronger yeah, man, we all we all knew it was gonna it was gonna happen one 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 time sooner or later, man. We saw him in a national championship game, and we're just like, wow, like, we, like why is he not in, man? Like, we know that um, you know definitely they got a they got a stable of running backs there at Alabama. Uh, we just knew Najee how he is that he he was gonna keep his head down and keep keep working like he always does, and I and I knew that's that's you know. It's no secret, but it, it's what it is to take to get you to that next level and be successful with the hard work. And and I knew Najee had that in him, so I knew wherever's, you know, I heard there were rumors about him leaving and and stuff, but I, I it didn't it didn't really concern me because I knew wherever he would go, he would be, you know, elite in what he does because his preparation and his passion and love for the game. So I just knowing him, I knew that he would be good anywhere he'd be at any time he stepped on the field and. You know, that's just the kind of guy he is. We knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the excitement is having to understand that all his hard work is about to pay off for him and his family. That's the exciting part. But for the things in the football field, it was just a matter of time. 
I took the week off just to reflect on everything that has been happening in the last nine mm-hmm. years. You know, um, my personal life, uh, his personal life, uh, just, you know, the athletes, uh, having two kids that are going to be in the draft this week. I mean, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of trainers that are successful financially, but I don't think one can a- actually say, or maybe there is, but yeah. one that can actually say that he's got two kids coming up this week. Yeah. Thursday with Najee, Banks on Friday, and, and it's just, for me, it's it's one of the, like, I can't even explain it, but I know for a fact that I'll be right along the side of all the people that are going to be crying on Thursday. You know, so. Honestly, the best word described is inspiring. Just knowing what he came from, where his backgrounds, his roots, what he had to overcome. And just from from Antioch to Alabama, how much he overcame that adversity for him to just stay stay committed, stay patient, and just make it happen. Like, it's, it's truly inspiring to me. And I think to other kids around Antioch and around the world, to be honest, like, if you just stick to your craft, follow your dreams, you can truly make anything happen. I'll probably reach out to him after he goes through all the thousand texts he gets round one. So <laughs> maybe I'll hit him up maybe a week later, like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> but um, I'll be watching. I'll be excited wherever he goes. I'll buy a jersey wherever he goes. Um, I support him no matter what. Um, and I'm genuinely happy for him to see how far he came and just, you know, where he's at now is, like I said, truly inspiring. And that concludes this episode of Sports Stories. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcasts. We're currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. If you listen to us on one of those platforms, please consider rating and reviewing it as well. Sports Stories is built using Anchor. You can visit anchor.fm slash sportsstars if you'd like to leave us a voice message about this episode or to suggest one of your own. Also, be sure to check out the magazine's homepage at sportstarsmag.com, where we also have a page with episode extras that will include images, videos, and links to stories we've written about Harris over the years. We'll also post an episode outtake of Mark Tennis discussing the difficult and unique Mr. Football selection process he faced during Najee's junior and senior years. This episode's audio was recorded and edited by me, Chase Bryson. The cover photo was taken by Dean Coppola. The Sports Stories theme music was performed and mixed by Dustin Phillips. Check out his renowned cover band, Popular Demand, at sacramentocoverband.com as we get closer to having live music again. And thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another new episode in two weeks. some stories bro i have like seven of them are you kidding me